Welcome to the Rising Youth Podcast. I'm your host, Vivian, and today we're with Isaac Kabuha. Isaac started a project geared towards providing food security to marginalized groups in Manitoba. For more information or to start your own project, please visit risingyouth.ca. Let's raise awareness together. So Isaac, I have a pretty cool summary of, you know, what you have done for the community in front of me, but I would love to hear from you just who you are and, you know, what you've done with this project. Thank you so much, Vivian, for having me. And before uh, I start, I'd like to say thank you so much for Rising Youth for providing the funding for youth to make an impact in the community. My name is, as you said, Isaac Abuha, and I'm from Manitoba, Winnipeg. So uh, I saw the advertisement for the grant, and then I said it's something I would like to try and see shall be granted the opportunity uh, for the money. And then so from there, I applied for the money. So uh, about myself, my name is Isaac. Uh, what I do for a living, I am bilingual specialist. I work with the bank uh, in Manitoba. So about the project itself, uh, it's something when I, every time I see my community, people in my community, I say I have to do something, but I need somewhere to start. That's why I applied for this grant and I was granted it. And then so from there, I said, so what should I do? I have to look for other youth who can help with this uh, project. So that's where I started from. Perfect. Yeah, thank you for that summary. And it's honestly great to hear that the process to get the grant was so seamless. What would you say to other candidates for the rising youth grants like what would you say to them if they wanted to apply like in terms of the process was it was it a week process for you was it a few days of like the writing like how did that work for you uh, uh actually it took me months because i had the fear to to, to to stand and to go forward i was asking myself am i going i'm not sure if i will be approved for this grant but at the end of the day i said let me give it a try but actually uh is not a hard process. First of all, you have to be fearless and stand up and say, I have to do this. And then secondly, you need someone in the community as a non-profit organization, which you may work with. So now you can do a great job because you said you're not going to do this. You need to partner with a, a local organization. So now you can do an amazing job. That's what I did. I worked with a local organization and they helped me with kind of some guidance through the application and also during the project implementation, how to use the money and also how to write the final report. But what I can say to other candidates, people who are thinking to apply for this, uh, for sure they have to give it a try and it will make a huge impact in the community and in their lives as well. Oh, thank you for your kind words. And you know what, it definitely will. And I know from your story yourself, like you definitely had helped so many different people. So I'm glad that you partook in this. And honestly, I'm just glad we're having this conversation now. Um, so how about we talk about why was food distribution to the elderly population, the disabled population? Like, why was that so important to you? As I said, I'm someone who cares much a lot about my community and people in my community. Uh, during the COVID-19, I realized that some elderly people 
and also disabled people and people who experience homelessness, they don't have enough support and they experience food insecurity. So from there, I said for sure, uh, let me try to apply this and see if it will be approved for this grant. Uh, what I remember before COVID, I used to see elderly people, especially immigrants, they used to meet or to gather around like, you know, any activities in the local organization. But the problem is since COVID-19, everything was shut down, they couldn't meet anymore. And then the problem of the elderly people, they don't know how to manipulate computer. They're also facing language barriers. I said at least, what can I do to help these people or to be in touch with them? And then uh, the second thing is uh, people, people who are like uh, experiencing homelessness or people with addiction. I've realized that in my community also we had kind of couple, a huge number of uh, addiction like which arise due, due to COVID because people uh, looks like they were experiencing some mental health and had nothing to do. So from there, they started abusing alcohol and probably other drugs. So from there, I said, probably I should approach these people and talk to them and bring something that leads to joy to their face again. So from there, that's what pushed me to apply for this grant. And then the grant I applied for, it was not only for distribution because I had the, an opportunity to call these people on the phone to do wellness check, to check how they're doing and see if they need other services. And uh, for sure, some of them, they said they couldn't meet their doctors due to COVID, but they're wondering how they can have access to other medical assistance. And I provided them with some phone numbers and other services they needed. That's incredible. So yeah, it definitely sounds like you've done a multitude of things. It wasn't just, you know, food distribution. You actually, you know, gave them your number, vice versa, and you talked to them about how to access healthcare and like how to get a doctor. That sounds honestly like you really, really do care because I know there are, and I think everything's good. I think there are people that are definitely like, maybe one day, you know, you see it around the holiday season, Christmas time, maybe like I'm guilty of it too. There can be someone that, you know, goes out and they give like a hot chocolate to a homeless person. But sometimes it's only to make like ourselves feel better. The fact that you took so much time and effort in order to, you know, create this project and you got people that were like-minded and interested, you took all the time in the world. So I think that's that's amazing. And it shows that you really care, especially because you gave them your contact. So I just want to shout you out for that. That's really, really incredible. My next question that I want to kind of get into is, what was the process like for you and your team when you were distributing the food? Were you noticing that people that you were distributing the food to were apprehensive or were they very like receptive to it? They wanted the food. They were like, oh my God, thank you so much. How was that for you? But to be honest with you, people, they're so, so grateful and they're very happy to, first of all, to receive a call from me and from my team to say, how are you doing? And also the second question was, uh, would you like some food? Uh, so we like to bring some food at your door. Would you like us to come at your door? And they were very, very grateful. And they said, for sure, thank you so much. And uh, to continue, because it's, it's, it seems to be like, I'm not sure if this is the first time, but it looks like to be the first person in the community to look out, out of them. And they're very grateful. And they gave me a message to deliver to you to say, Thank you so much for making a smile on their face. 
and for feeding them. I like how you said you first asked them how they were doing. You didn't give them the food first. You asked them how they were doing. I think that's very special. And again, it shows that you are very considerate and you, you know, you care. So did you go to um, like elderly homes and homeless shelters? Like what did that look like for you? Or did you also give food to people that were on the streets? Like uh, what was the range of distribution that you had? I went to the elderly people's home to deliver the food because I make sure like I talk to the person whom I would like to, to be, like to deliver the food to. I, I talk to these elderly people and they're very grateful. Uh, secondly, because I'm, I kind of know the group of people who at this moment they're experiencing homelessness in the community and I know the family which they came from. What I did, I first I talked first to the family to see how I can get contact with these people and which location for sure I can meet them and talk to them. And then some of those families, they were very happy to give me the address and the place to meet them. And I met with these people and we discussed in the, the language which they feel most comfortable uh, with discuss. And they, uh, they said, thank you so much for checking on us because, you know, most people like, they don't care and they, they look at us like we don't have any value. And I said, you know, we, we know what happens and the situation we are going through, but you know, you still have the same value as we people in our community and other people. And uh, the second step was I made a connection between those people and the fact in the families because since they had kind of issues which made them to, to be in the situation there at this moment. And then I discussed with them if they can prepare the meal for them and sit together and uh, to share the meal. And they said, for sure, we are going to do that. And uh, thank you so much for, you know, for bringing this joy again in our family because it's something we are looking at how we can be again in touch with these people and see even how we can help them and see how we can again rebuild their life back. But, you know, we don't have this connection, but, you know, since this person accepted your invitation to talk to them, I think it will be again a great idea again to bring those, that person or these people back in the community and see how we can help them. And that was the, the, the journey started from there. And for now, is now going and there is positive, positive outcome for that. Definitely. I mean, it sounds like there was an amazing positive outcome. But um, when you talk about this, I, I think about maybe how difficult it could have been for COVID. How did you find, you know, uh, going to the elderly homes within COVID? Like, how were the restrictions for you? Were there any measures that you had in place in order to uh, create a safe space for everybody? I didn't meet with elderly people, but what I did, I, after the wellness check, after the call, so I said, uh, I'll leave the food in front of your door. And uh, I'll make sure to call you before I leave so I can pick it. And uh, I don't want someone else to come and pick it for you, but I'll like you to come and benefit it. That makes total sense. Yeah. I love that approach too. And, you know, to make sure that the food's safe and that it's still there, you you got a confirmation call. It's it's kind of like, um, I don't know if, if you get Uber Eats or whatnot. I've gotten Uber Eats before. And, you know, when they're dropping it off, you know, they'll call you or send you a message and let you know that it's there because of the safe measures for COVID. So it sounds like it's a, it's a safe process that you ensured. So that sounds um, really great. And 
I'm also curious in, you know, the numbers that you did serve, um, do you have like maybe like an estimate of how many people you um, assisted with uh, food distribution within COVID? So what we did during the wellness check, so I was asking uh, elderly people sometimes they live with other people. My initial number was 60, and then I ended up serving 100 people. And uh, that was so amazing. I didn't know, like, uh, I was thinking, like, even 60 people, I'm not going to make it. But by just it was a miracle, we ended up with 100 people. And uh, that was so amazing. That's incredible. So you definitely surpassed your, your outcome. Wow. Wow. And was the process for you to distribute that much more food, was it more difficult for you to get all the food ready? Or um, was it kind of like the same? Yeah, it was a little bit difficult for me because I have had to go and purchase the food, which mm. took me like at least two days to make the food ready to go to all the sales and the other stores to make, uh, you know, to look for at least a good deal. And uh, that was time consuming. And then uh, the second thing was like to deliver the food mm -hmm. because uh, that was the second thing. Most of these people, they don't live at the same place. They live kind of, you know, different, you know, like, you know, distance. Mm -hmm. And so that was also took me at least, you know, a day to probably to, to, to reach, you know, at least few people because they live different like different locations myself and six people six people uh, they came together and the community say no we're going to help you as a youth and at this moment even i'm encouraging them to apply too so now they can make a difference which i made too but uh, i couldn't do this by myself it was a lot of work but i'm grateful for other people came to give me hands in this project there's unity in numbers as they say so i, I love that and where do you see this project going? Is this something that you want to continue doing? Um, do you want to continue with food distribution within shelters and elderly homes? Or do you have maybe another idea of something you want to do for the community? What I used to tell people when you are when you are when you're not hungry, that means you can do everything. So that means people need food first so now they can do other work. So uh to read, to answer your question for sure, if I get another opportunity, no matter what, I can again serve the population, these people again, with, you know, give them food. And uh, the problem is most of these people, you know, uh, what I've realized, they don't have much education and qualification, so they don't have stable jobs, stable jobs. And also, there is also other families, they have kids who are, are this moment but also they're not having enough food so that that is also kind of challenging for them that's why if i can for sure like you know get another opportunity like this one i can definitely support the people the community again with food contribution mm -hmm. and to make a difference you started from like the most important part yeah when we talk about you know how to start your day we always talk about you know you have to start it with a meal you have to energize yourself so you really you really helped with that. So that's amazing. Maybe we can talk about some next steps in your own life that you have going on. What are you doing right now? <laughs> uh, at this moment, I'm uh, mostly working. I'm working Monday to, so my schedule is not that stable, but I'm working full time. But uh, I'm trying to look a, a job in my field so I can help more people. So 
I I finish in international investment. So my goal is to if I can find a job in that uh, area so I can help more people as a humanitarian person and to make a difference in this world. So that's what I'm looking for at this moment. So, Amazing, amazing. And why is helping people so important to you? I know you mentioned your community is very important to you, but was there a pivotal moment or something that happened in your life that you made you think, okay, I, I really like helping people. I want to help people. You know, myself, I, I was a refugee one, one time in my life. And I know how it is, you know, to get help from other people. And uh, what um, my goal is to give back, to mm. give back to people because one time I was given, like someone gave me mm-hmm. something which I was not expecting or uh, without knowing these people, but they made a, like a huge difference in my life, an impact in my life. That's my goal also to help people to make a difference. And so now they can't go one day and help other people. That is my goal. And that's why I'm always spending my time to volunteer with my profit organization and to help elderly people and people who have you know, vulnerable people in the community and around the world. When you give something to people, you're not expecting to get paid back, but you may get paid back in one way or the other because you're making a positive impact in people's lives. And that positive impact, someone may one day see you and say, thank you so much because if I'm here today, is because of you. So that's why we have to do things with great heart. And that's what makes positive impact. And this is why myself, I said, yes, let me do this. I use my vehicle without thinking like, you know, how much it will cost me to fix it. And people are like asking me, oh, are you getting paid? But I said, no, I'm not getting paid because I knew that I'm making a positive impact and I'm helping someone I don't know. And I'm not expecting them to pay me back. I, I definitely resonate with that. Like in my own experience, I have come from the child welfare system, like, you know, foster care and whatnot. And I love meeting, you know, other people that have come from the same background because I feel like we relate to each other and I think we help each other. So, yeah, I really resonate with what you said. And I think it takes a special person to, you know, want to give back. Not everyone really has that in them. Um, Not everyone sees the value of like, doing what you do and like st- you you talk about you still want to do it and you're going to continue doing it and you brought all these people together and made this movement so i i just love to hear that thank you i guess now we can actually talk about anything you'd like to add is there anything that maybe i had missed or anything that comes up to the top of your head that maybe you want to say um to the public the question probably i i mentioned this question in the in kind of uh, was in an application, so that's in in my reporting. Mm-hmm. I asked if there is a way we can, uh, if there is any opportunity to apply for grants uh, to help other youth in global south. Because as I can see, there is a lot of young girls, you know, they don't have access to you know school. Uh, some stuff which may help them. They don't even have access to education, or mm-hmm. they don't have access to clean water. So like if there is even you know uh, the same opportunity to help those people in global south uh, for sure uh, it will be great and I can take a, I can take a look uh, for that because when I see 
you know, like mostly girls in the global south, you know, they don't have access to education, they're going through a lot. Some are in the refugee camps and some are, they don't have, like, you know, like they're displaced, they don't have anything. So that is my question, if there is any opportunity to bring uh, this, the rising youth uh, globally and people in the global south. That was mm. my question. Mm, that's a that's a really good question and um you know what i think it this question might be beyond me i think this is more of a systemic issue i think thinking about it it makes perfect sense this i mean this grant is put into place to you know give opportunity and give to those who need it i think if there was a grant that was put out there that talked about you know um helping internationally I think that there's a possibility, um, maybe because of tax purposes, it might not go through at this point, but I think the expansion of Rising Youth is just continuing. And I know that they would love this idea. Um, we would love this idea. So I think maybe this could be a discussion. This should be an ongoing discussion. And I think it's very important as well. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that, like letting okay. me know. And um, is there any social media that you want to shout out or anyone you want to thank within this time? I think uh, the only social media I could shout out is uh, Rising Youth for the amazing job you guys are doing. You're doing a great job. And, uh, you know, you're putting a trust in the youth. And uh, you, when you put a trust in youth, that means you're preparing them to be for sure, to take responsibility and to get ready for the responsibility, uh, to be responsible for the future. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And uh, that's why I'm shouting only to Rising Youth for the great job they're doing. I really appreciate that. I think um, Rising Youth really appreciates that as well. So um, yeah, and you know what, shout out to you. I think you really, really deserve a big shout out, Isaac. Your project was amazing. And you know what, I think we're all just waiting to see what else you do, um, because I know a lot more greatness is is bound to come from you. So appreciate that. I'd like to shout out to the uh, Canadian government as well, because they are, they are making this fund also available to you so now you can give them to the uh, public. We also we are grateful for their great work and the support too. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. If, um, you know, if it wasn't for the Canadian government and, and, um, you know, their trust in rising youth and taking it global, then um, the income just wouldn't be there. So I think it's definitely a partnership and I'm very thankful as well to the Canadian government for that. Thanks so much to Isaac for joining us and sharing your project journey. And thanks again for tuning into the rising youth podcast. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we enjoyed producing it. Visit podcast.risingyouth.ca or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe and hear more episodes just like this one. If you'd like to know more about Rising Youth and how to start your own community project, visit our website at risingyouth.ca or at risingyouthtig on Instagram. Let's raise awareness together.